0: into a few topics number one instant replay we've got a problem we've always had a problem number two ronald acuna who this weekend may have become the face of baseball even though that's a specious and arbitrary term that doesn't mean much and number three hideki matsuyama masters champion one of the boringest sundays ever at augusta And what it means when sports come back to normalcy and how that normal can be underwhelming and learning to appreciate that. But first the play at the plate last night that decided the Atlanta Braves Philadelphia Phillies game, this is going to be controversial, but I didn't think it was that bad of a call, even upon replay. Now, from every angle, it seemed like if the Phillies runner's foot had touched the base, it would have been clear. And if it did touch the base, it was, it was drug across why he did a pop-up slide at home plate is a discussion for my other podcast, which deals with uh, how to best come into the base first, second, third. It's uh, it's a passion project. Uh, from the Tom Amansky mold, but we're going to, that's another, that's another podcast. That's another feed. After the play goes to replay and it was ruled safe on the field. I did not see anything that would overturn that call. Now there was one angle from beyond home plate that seemed to show the foot definitively missing the plate. That came late and I don't know if major league baseball in their umpires room has a view or an angle that shows something different than what ESPN is showing and what the managers and players on both teams are able to see in the dugouts because if they do a simple way to fix this would be to show us that one everybody should be working with the same information and that is going to alleviate some of the problems going forward with instant replay, but not all. Instant replay in sports was a bad idea that so many people knew was going to be a bad idea that was put in place to fix problems that has essentially created more problems. Because the thing that replay enthusiasts or people who are determined to get every single call correct And take the human element out of the game will tell you is that all of the detours the delays are worth it because they get the call right in the end but that whole premise falls apart when upon watching the replays we can see that the call was not properly adjudicated and it makes people rightly mad because not only do we have the interminable delays which are pretty bad in baseball, which already has a pace of play problem. They've made college basketball in the last few minutes almost unwatchable as we try to decide whether a ball clipped someone's fingernail and uh, in, in whose it should be and in, in the final possessions down down the way. And football, where we're examining things like the zapruder film to see if the guy's knee is down or if the ball was slightly moving or where it went over the pylon. All of this stuff is maddening, and I think. My problem with instant replay has been the same since it was in day one. It exists only because the games are on television. It exists as an arm of the capitalist endeavor that is so tied up with sports, but is against the intrinsic nature of the game. When you play baseball outside with your friends or on a field with an umpire and the game is not televised, there are close plays all the time. The umpire makes the call. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. That's the human element. When you put a camera on that, you're, you're, you're focusing on things that nobody could ever see in real time. And the number one example of this is the sliding play at the base. Someone's foot or hand will come off the base for a millisecond while the fielder is holding the ball on them. And thus the runner is deemed out. Well, that is a play that's antithetical to all baseball stands for. It should never be an out, even though technically it is. And yet that seems to be the best use for it. So baseball is in a real situation where they have replay working in a way that it was never supposed to work. And then also not fixing problems. It was supposed to fix. Got to tell you, there's a lot of bang, bang plays in baseball, especially at first base and Deciding when a ball has technically reached the back of a glove, you can watch 50 replays and think that you have it down and you know exactly when it, when it hits leather back there. But it's guesswork, much like it's guesswork in real time. And I just don't understand who that's for. Baseball has fewer replays than college football or college basketball, which seem to only exist to get to the next video replay. And the same thing has been said about the NBA as well. You cannot tell me that people want to watch this version of basketball. They simply cannot want the extra 15 minutes of the telecast. That's bad TV because you watch seven replays. You watch eight replays at a certain point. No matter how invested in the call you are, you're kind of sick of it. And you just want a decision. And that's made worse if you are a neutral observer where you're just watching a game to watch a game. You're not watching a game to watch legal proceedings taking place a thousand miles away. So I just don't know if we're at a point now. It seems like we're kind of getting to a tipping point because reaction from the Braves manager, Brian Snicker, and – pitcher drew smiley after the game essentially we're like why do we have instant replay if we can't get it correct and that seemed to be the prevailing thought on twitter as well and to that i say excellent point welcome aboard you're late to the party you needed to go through all this believing that technology would save us or bring us to a better place uh and, and not listen to the pro- protestations up front but you've eventually got to this place. And well, I think in, on one hand, it's very frustrating to see all these people who have trumpeted replay, replay, we need to get it right. It needs to be correct. Suddenly turn on it based on a regular season baseball game. I, I want to be clear here. This is a game that's taking place on April 11th. Yes, it's a divisional game. Yes, it matters, but it is not, the championship is not on the line by any metric here. My proposal would be implement replay when we get to the postseason. I think delays in the postseason are worth it to make sure that the game is properly officiated. In the regular season, especially baseball, 162 games, we do not need to be doing this. We simply do not. And it puts the umpires in a bad situation because you have people in New York City watching a replay they are tasked with potentially overturning the call made by their colleagues who are right on it. And we can say, well, they should be more professional and do their job. Again, it's not really how humans operate and you want to take the human error out of the game, out of officiating. Well, you've simply have put the error. You've simply opened the door for the error to manifest in new ways because of the pressure to uphold the call made on the field so to my new friends who are suddenly deciding that replay is not for them welcome aboard we will continue to fight the good fight together let's take a brief pause to make some money Something really interesting happened this weekend in Atlanta that didn't have anything to do with instant replay. And that is the shift of focus on Ronald Acuna. Um, He hit a home run early in the series and video went viral of a heckler uh, getting after Bryce Harper and saying that he was, he will never be as good as Ronald Acuna and Harper to his credit turns around finds the heckler and instructs him how to pronounce the name Acuna. Acuna is beautiful moment really, because doing something like that is born out of respect for the player. Yes. It was responding to an idiot fan who doesn't know how to properly pronounce the name of the player that he says is even better than Bryce Harper, who for so long, who for so long was seen as the prospect who was going to bring the game into the, a brand new era. He's had a fantastic career. I don't think that he's risen to that level, but Acuna really has the chance to do that. And I thought it was so instructive that Harper was giving him dap and pointing to, yes, this is a guy we should all know the name. Ronald Acuna, his first year, rookie of the year, 12th in MVP voting. Next year, fifth in MVP voting. Last year, 12th with a silver slugger. He has led the league and runs, in stolen bases he has a career batting average of 285 and an ops of 923 he hits for power he's a six to a player he plays with flair i thought what he did yesterday was so instructive he leads off the game hits a ball to shortstop i believe was with an exit velocity somewhere in the 106 107 mile per hour range Bust it down to first base, traveling 31 feet per minute. Elite is seen somewhere in the 29-30 range. He gets down there in breakneck speed, beats the throw. One of the one of the most stunning, spectacular plays in baseball to this point. At the end of the season, we'll look back and say this was one of the best plays of the year. And it was just some guy ripping and busting his ass down the line. To first base for an infield signal and the way that he reacted and the way that his teammates reacted told you everything you need to know about this player he is the heart and soul of that team he wants the moment he embraces the moment he has heard all the chatter about being a showboat about being cocky about the bat flips about not playing the game the right way and this was his message to those people aren't paying attention to say you know what I will beat you at your own game I will run faster I will hustle harder and I will do the thing that you don't think that I'm going to do and I am going to enjoy it as much as I enjoy a tape measure home run which later in the game he hit I don't know how you pitch to this guy it's a small sample size but through nine games this year he's slugging 917 he has an OPS 1.378 in OPS plus of 264. He has four home runs, two stolen bases. He can do it all. He can do it all. And he can do it with flair. And there is so much talk about finding a way to market stars in baseball to the point that I think that it's overdone. And we don't appreciate greatness in the moment because we wonder why it's not greater or why more people don't think that it's great. But you had a weekend in Atlanta with potentially the best player in baseball with Tatis now sidelined, you can make the argument that long-term Acuna has a better chance to become the guy in baseball than Tatis Jr. Because he's going to get this full year to perform and build a bit of a lead on Tatis. We don't know about Tatis's health. Now, is he as good as Mike Trout? No, because who is ever as good as Mike Trout, but Mike Trout exists in this odd space where it's okay. We're looking at one of the most skilled players to ever put on a uniform, but he does not rate in the conversation. Number one, because we've seen the greatness we've grown immune to it. We're a little bit numb. He plays out in Los Angeles for the second team in that city. He doesn't really have much interest in marketing himself, which is fine. Now, L.A. is off to a good start this year, and it would be incredible for him to get to the postseason for the second time in his career because that's really what he's missing. But Acuna has been there. He's been on that stage, and he's trending to be on that stage so many more times in his career as the Braves have a great young core. He's 23 years old, and he's only getting better. He can speak to the fan who loves the the flashy element of the game who loves the shiny things, but he can also find a way to resonate with the fan who appreciates the game for the grinders, the hustlers, the gym rats. And if Acuna can do that better than the Ecksteins or the little gritty guy ever could, then there's nothing to hold him back. Hideki Matsuyama became the first Japanese player to win the Masters on Sunday. It's a great story. It was also one of the most boring final rounds I can ever remember. Um, We kept waiting for the drama to happen. He entered with a four-stroke lead, which is not insurmountable, but suggests that if a player can keep the the train on the track, he's going to walk away the winner. And that lead lead ballooned up to six and then it got cut down to two late. And as soon as it was cut into two, Xander Shoffley hit his tee shot in the water, had a disastrous 16th hole. Matsuyama played conservatively. He bogeyed the final hole, but was able to walk away with an easy. And I say easy one stroke victory. Uh, you look at the history, it'll be seen, okay, well, what happened here? It must've been a tight one. No, it was a walk in the park. He was in no danger of ever losing. And it's a disappointing thing when the masters doesn't deliver because it's unique in the sports landscape. It's sold and revered on its pageantry and its poetry. But when that poetry and pageantry fail to manifest into memorable moments and high drama, it can fall a little bit flat. There's only so much that gazing upon the beautiful flowers and waxing poetic about the cheap cheese sandwiches can do for you because you want it to deliver. And and in thinking about this, I I kind of got to a place that was interesting because Sports have been back fully for some time now, and the Masters was back to its traditional place on the sporting calendar in early April. But is it possible that the true sign of normalcy is getting a lackluster, underwhelming sporting event to complain about, to look a gift horse in the eye and wonder, why isn't it bigger? Why isn't this a better gift? Why doesn't the horse talk? all these things, is not returning to a place where we're unreasonable in our expectations and unsatisfied with less than the best ever, a sign that we're back? Isn't this a good thing? And it sounds crazy and maybe it is, but I couldn't help feel good at how bad I felt and how much more I wanted. Perhaps it's just me, but I was grateful for sports to be back to a level where I didn't care if the sports were good, or if the storylines were interesting, or if my heart raced, or if anything was in doubt. I was just happy that it was on my TV. I think I have personally got to the point now where I want more. I need it to deliver. I'm okay saying this was lackluster this did not live up to expectations. And maybe if we all do that, it's not a negative thing. It's not a bad thing. It wasn't a vintage classic Sunday at the Masters. And it feels okay to say that, because by saying that we're revealing that this is something that we expect now. We expect what's always been to be. And we're no longer happy just because we're getting a reasonable facsimile of it. So in one way, it was a disappointing Sunday at the Masters. In another, it was pretty rewarding and a testament to how much more normal the world looks and feels.